um, or, or to put it another way, that any human being has the same right as any other human being to benefit from knowledge. I think it's outrageous for you to lay, say that the West lays claim to that. We're doing it on a Friday instead of a Monday because of, you know, you, you I think you're, you're coming back off of a, of a vacation hunt. Well, what I'm finding is that these days I really need to hit the ground running on Mondays. And so for some reason, recording on Monday morning seems to take more out of the day than it should. Are you saying I'm tiresome? No, no. It's just the scheduling. Um, so I asked to meet on Friday this week just to reduce that inertia, which worked out well. So I appreciate it. No. Okay. So let's, uh, so, I mean, well, I mean, what it's, we've got, uh, let's, let's do, <laughs> let's do a brief. So we've got, uh, I guess, the, I guess the podcast is starting now. Well, we've got 15 minutes. Yeah. Podcast. Well, what, what do you want to talk about? Rabbit fire. Well, we were talking about, um, and forgive me if I'm pronouncing this wrong, Ayan Hersi Ali. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Um, so she wrote a um, an article this past week on um, why she has converted to Christianity. Yeah. And, of course... Long time coming. Yeah. Um, she, she's been cultivated by um, the, 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 the Christian... Uh, evangelicals and and she's been cultivated by that community for years and elevated by that community i mean prager you uh you know you utilized her in in multiple uh skits that they had on uh islam and what needs to happen with islam and and um you know they they and prager actually previous in a video which is really funny was like these are the muscles that should be leading uh, Islam into the next century, you know, Zudi Jazzer, a few other people. And, and I know Zudi well, and I know this young lady very well. Well, I know her enough, but that, I don't know her really well. Um, and so it was a long time coming, I think. It, 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 you, you can only take money from and, and, and be elevated and promotion and marketing from uh, an entity for so long without saying, you're aligned and you are one. So you, you, it sounds like you're saying that she was essentially wooed by the Christian community. Here's the thing. There's no, like, that's, it sounds terrible, um, but it's not. It, it, you're, first of all, you're, you, you know, I'm a religious freedom advocate, so freedom believe to believe, to believe, not believe, change and choose. So great. You know, like there's nothing wrong with that. We all align ourselves with entities and... And that, and then it, you know, who invest in us. And admittedly, her journey from Islam is 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 profound. Uh, and so, I I don't I don't I wouldn't fault her for it. I yeah I wouldn't. You know, who was it? it, it was Dina they Dan Dan I I can't remember the name. The guy's in charge of the uh, the, the the um MMA stuff. Uh, he he just took a sponsorship from Bud Light from Anheuser Busch, and everybody calls him a sell, called him a sellout. Uh, 
I would say Dane Cook, but that's not, that's a comedian. I, I can't remember the name of the guy, but you know, he's bald guy. Joe Rogan? No, but no, there's Joe Rogan is the announcer. He's the, I, that's the, all I know about the MMA. Is no, but the guy who owns the MMA, the all right. guy that's always standing there looking serious. And so yeah. he just, he just took a lot of flack from taking Anheuser-Busch money. And because of the whole thing with the, with the, the gender nonsense. So he, and they say it was a sellout. And and I kind of look at this the same. He wasn't a sellout, or you know, he wasn't a sellout. He 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 he's looking for funding. Uh, the company is aligned with his beliefs, uh, one way or another. Um, he looks at this the, the the thing with the transgender can as a flash of the pan. Uh, there were twenty five cans that had pictures on them. That was just one of them. All right, so people don't realize that. So there's twenty five different cans of that had pictures of different people on it. And one of them was the transgender guy. So, um, and I'm not making a judgment on it right now. I'm not, I'm not make, taking a stance. The point is, is people were calling him a sellout. I don't think that she's a sellout for, or compromised herself for converting to Christianity. She has been socializing for years with the Christian community. Um, she is heavily embedded in the Christian community. She's She's been well-funded, published by... Uh, the Christian community. She's been elevated and given access to uh, um, a global stage, a, you know, a microphone by the Christian community. Um, they've been very good to her um, and cultivated her. Of course, she cultivates a message that is against someone else, and that serves at the, the purpose of the, that, that agenda. Um, the, the Christian, the, 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 these, in, these individuals and the, and, and the agenda that they had. But that's that's part of the course about of who who these these people are. I mean, so you know you, you know we're all for and against things. So I think that she her her coming but to, to Christianity isn't number one is not selling out or two is very natural and number three, she's aligned herself with so so long that you know you you socialize so much in one world you, you're eventually going to indigenize yourself um, and and. And I think, to a certain degree, you have to. Um, you, know, like, like, you know, you and I talked a little bit about this, but what? But the article struck you and struck, and I as as it was interesting. It was written in, in an interesting way, and there were a couple core points mm-hmm. you, that you pulled from it. So, so and you because you're excited a little bit about it. So let's talk about that. Yeah. Um, so the the two I want to devalue her, her, you know, her movement into Christianity. You know, because a lot of people say it's traitor, or she, you know, this is an anti-Islamic movement. Or she's first of all, she can do whatever she wants. Second of all, how great that she's found comfort there. And then the other thing is, is that yeah, it was an interesting transition from Islam to atheism to Christianity. Well, it's a natural step. I mean, Reza Asalan does has done that multiple times. You know, he Muslim that uh, then. That he was uh, evangelical, then an atheist, then he was back to Muslim, being uh, you know being a Muslim. It, it's 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 it, you know it's 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 part of this arc, I think, in in some people's careers, um, to have gravitas, right? So he had this thing where he was starting to lose his gravitas in authoring and speaking about Islam because he was an evangelical. Mm-hmm. So then he went back to being Muslim so that he could be on the news. You know, and I, I don't. I find that a little bit like a shell game, 
Um, I mean, one of the most articulate people in our time to speak about Islam is Reza Aslan. He's able to distill complex issues into really, really just a, a fantastic way of, he speaks in a fantastic way and is able to distill them in, in really cogent and coherent elements. Um, and, but, but, and, and with, and defends Islam, uh, it, it, I would say in a pretty competent way. Um, probably, but he is probably like the, in the top 10, if not the top, top five people that could defend, uh, uh, Islam, but he was sh shuffling between faiths mm. and losing credibility and been, you know, we're not going to call this guy who's an atheist or, a, or an evangelical to talk about Islam, to defend Islam, you know? So it was, it was that type of thing. We need a Muslim to do that. Mm. And so he kind of vacillates back and forth. But then again, I don't know him personally, so I don't know what his personal journey is. So maybe he's. You know, maybe he is really having crisis of conscience, but on the, from someone on the outside, it appears that he's shuffling around to gain favor with different entities, um, and credibility, mm -hmm. you know, that's, but I don't believe that that's what she's doing. And, uh, the two main takeaways that I got from her article, one was on a kind of a personal note where she was describing the, uh, what it was like to be suspended between the extremes of uh, an eternity in paradise if she was a good Muslim or an eternity in uh, hell and torment if she was a bad Muslim um, and being in that kind of extreme belief system and yeah. how that drove her eventually to atheism because it was so uncomfortable and unreasonable to live in that space for her. So that was one main takeaway and then the second takeaway was that she concluded that becoming a Christian was the only logical choice in a world that is increasingly caught in a conflict between civilization and barbarism. And her understanding of it is that Western civilization and the benefits of it are inseparable from Christianity and from the the ethos that one draws from the gospel. She called it Judeo-Christian, yeah. but really what she means is the gospel. And yeah. so those were the two main points. One on kind of a personal note of the just the discomfort of living in a system that, like evangelical Christianity, for example, or most other forms of Christianity, believes in this very rigid and extreme uh, understanding of, of the afterlife. And the other is this uh, kind of practical concession to the idea that Western values come out of Christianity. And if you try to take Christianity out of it, you end up losing the Western values along the way. Yeah, I don't know if I, I mean, I just, I don't, it, you know, here's a problem. Like, you know, look, when your universities were invented by, were in 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 in, um, in during the during the, the high point of the Muslim period, right? So I think there's a there's a really there's a really strong look. Look, the reality is, Western culture did not the birthplace of it does not come from the Greeks. It comes from this evolution from Persia and Babylon, Babylon, and all those civilizations, you know, and it. It, it coalesced at, 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 with the Greeks 
Um, and it because it just kind of crossed over into Europe. It's like okay, we can we can we can hold on to that. You know, everything else seems very exotic. Or because the Middle East is occupied by uh, things and people we don't understand, um, we're not going to go in, in that realm. We're just going to accept that all this was Greek, like something. You know, all the stuff came out of the ether and 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 coalesced into 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 Greece. Um, you and I both know that that the reality is is that we have an evolution of human beings that came from ancient times to now, and there was you know during the Dark Ages, you know, it, the Islamic, you know, the, the Islamic world was the height of education, and is the birthplace of many things, mathematics or. Uh, um, you know, when it comes to, uh, like I said, universities, the reason why you move that, you put that hat on and you move that little, uh, little tassel over, it's an Islamic tradition. Okay. I wonder if we could just make a clarification here. Knowledge and education are a component in enlightenment and Western values, but they're not the whole thing. So th it's, the 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 Western value is not knowledge and education in itself. It's the right of any individual, regardless of how or where they were born, to have access to the same level of knowledge and education based on merit. Right. A and that's the Western value. Ah, you, you're you're. I don't know. You're, 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 I think you're perceiving a false pretense. You're, that's the Western Western value is education. What the hell is that? Mean? That's not. Well, that's the opposite of what I'm saying. I'm saying the Western value is not in and of itself education or knowledge. It is the theoretical ability for any person, regardless of birth or rank or status, to have an equal opportunity for for knowledge and education. Um, or, or to put it another way, that any human being has the same right as any other human being to benefit from knowledge. I think it's outrageous for you to lay say that the West lays claim to that. I'm saying no. What rate? What I'm saying is that that is when we're thinking of of what we would call Western values, that that's that's the Western value more than knowledge in and of itself. That's what I'm saying. Okay, so. If you were just to make a list of, okay, if we're thinking of what are Western values, how do we define those? Mm. Then uh, that would be a more accurate way of saying, wow. Because um, it, if they like, I'll give you an example. Okay. There's a, there's a, there's a lot of stuff, a lot of people talking right now about Carnegie and how it was about creating uh, not people that could critically think. Mm -hmm. when, he when, when Carnegie in the turn of the 20th uh, century redid that, re revamped the education system, public education system, it wasn't about creating critical thinkers. It was about creating good people, not people who think, but people that would would adhere to a, a factory schedule that, that would be good workers. Yes. All right. So, and, th and that, that system exists all throughout the United States, the antiquated system, right? And here's the thing. Admittedly, you could, this is, a lot of people push, push against that. You could work at a factory, earn a living, raise a family, and have a good life. Mm -hmm. um, that stopped in around like the late 70s and early 80s, and now the system's completely antiquated. I think it's, 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 a, it's a big part of Western culture 
and I'm from the West, uh-huh. to say we own this. It's everyone's right to be educated, to have education. Bullshit. The Chinese do it. The, Ch- the Chinese, which is a larger population than us, they've been doing this since the dawn of time. Uh-huh. They value education. Everybody has a, has access to education, okay, in Asia. And so you're, you, you know, this is one of those 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 tropes, those narratives that 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 Westerners like to use. And I'm a Wester to say, you know, this is part of uh, the Judeo Christian mindset and and who we are. Like like how how can you possibly say that you lay claim to education that the value that value that valuing education for every individual is a Western thing when it's just so outrageous. And like you said, right now, you just say, let's just take the Chinese. But then you say, wow, the, the Muslim world does it. Well, the Muslim world values education. Muslims value education. They value uh, education for girls. And you go, wow, look at what the, the, the Taliban's doing. The Taliban, most of the governments in Muslim countries are Western constructs and the post-colonial constructs, all right? They're not Islamic. Uh, it, it, so, so these, these organs, these, 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 these governments are really focused on trying to prop up some kind of Western esque bureaucracy to maintain a totalitarian regime. Right. And, and, and so is, is it Islamic? No, they're, there's, there's secular governments that, that they're using Islam in a very, in a very strange way. Right. Like, just like any government would use to manipulate religion but you're saying that 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 the billion and a half people that are muslim don't value education but if they do they're really they're really additionize themselves to a western value that's outrageous it's an outrageous thing well to be clear what we're talking about is is ideals and we're talking about ideals that it in how they intersect with practical life um change over time and so i'm not trying to overstate the case in any way. Um, basically, what the con- the conclusion that Ian has come to though is that there's something about the uh, the principles drawn from the gospel that she sees based on her experience as being inextricable from civilization, modern civilization progressing forward. Would so that if you're gonna pull the gospels, you can. If you type in education in Islam, you'll, you'll cut all the, the, the elements of uh, promoting education in the Quran, the Sunan Hadith will come up, right? So you, And you could say, I'm drawing this conclusion that Islam is the highest form of uh, educational encouragement from, from you know, the Islamic gospel, right? The, 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 the Quran, right? The, the problem is, I have an organization. And the organization was formed after 10 years of engaging the Ummah. What's the organization do? There's three things. It operationalizes the Oman message and the Oman conference, which we've talked about at nausea. But it also does two other things. It focuses on increasing scholarship in the Islamic world. Yeah. Why does it do it? Because and civic civic engagement, right? But civic engagement most and most of its entropy. What what does it do? It, it focuses on and when it comes to scholarship, practitioners, uh, professionals, 
students, academics, across the board, it encourages scholarship. And why? Because for a period of time, there was a consolidation over the last hundred years where the post-colonial political Islam took over. And that's what her see. That's what she, that's what her that's her thing, is that, and and it's and the the, the uh, scholarship was closely held and locked down by religious scholars or and and or religious scholars that would move into academia. So it was there was a close tight hold on scholarship. It wasn't broad based, and so Muslims Muslims focuses on providing opportunities to increase scholarship. The second thing is civic, civic engagement, right? Public debate. So with discourse. So there was a, there was a, there was a, just a tradition of open debate between people. I don't want to necessarily whether you're right or wrong, but your ability to argue and people would learn from that discourse within, within, within the intra-faith, right? The Muslim community. And that really ground down to a halt, um, and it was it happened in pockets because you would, if you debated, someone would be waiting outside with an AK-47 and either murder you, or if you said something, you would someone be, be would murder your family in the country of origin or wherever you're from, and that ground to a halt. Political Islam has really it 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 it, it it's it's muted the some of the some of the the ability for the Muslim community to to go out there and take advantage of the the, the core precepts one of some of the maxims within Islam and one of it is education right education learning history doing this doing that and part of that of education is discourse in being able to be free to engage in such things which is why the Western Western world has taken over when it comes to the education system and so. That doesn't, but that doesn't mean it's not a value, a core value. It doesn't mean that it's not part of, um, and it also doesn't mean, and it, and the idea that that the West wants to just, you know, hold on to and say, you know, this is this is who we are. I don't agree with. I, I think that that might be a reason for it, and it's like lie to yourself if you want, but don't lie to me. You know, you want to believe that Western values, education, yeah, of course they do. You have freedom of education, sure they do. So, but so does Islam, and I don't, I'm not into this classic clash of cultures stuff. You know, the problem is that Islam has a, is a way of life. Therefore, you kind of got to adhere to believe in the idea and the way of of living if you're going to go down that road um, and believe in Islam. And if you don't want to do that, that's fine. You know, that that's the thing. Should you just say, you know what? I'm not going to submit. It's not my thing. Uh -huh. But saying, I, instead of saying I don't want to submit. She says, "Well, I'm really, I'm really going with the West because they really value education and educational freedom." I, I don't. She. I don't remember her specifically highlighting education as being one of her main points. Um, it was a. She was mainly talking about the human humanitarian aspect, the value of human life, which I know is something that is is something that you touch on a lot, and that the notion that we have a conflict between um, civilization and barbarism. These are too broad. These terms are too broad. They, they are. I, I agree that they are too, too broad. 
However, the human person in the Islamic articles about this exists, and if, if if it didn't exist, everybody would be consuming each other. You know, Islam is in the middle of a civil war uh, between extremist factions and and traditional values of Islam, and that's going on right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and so that that war is happening within Islam at the same time as it seems to apparently be happening between Islam and Christianity Not, or Judaism. I think Christianity just is constantly trying to insinuate itself in this situation. All right. Let me give you a good example. It's like the Reformation. All right. You got these two nerds, right? Warring during the Reformation, right? Who was the most powerful empire at the time? It was the Ottomans. It's like the Ottomans stepping between them and saying, uh, I'm going to settle things. Mm. And that's what the West continuously is trying to do. So it's trying to take advantage of uh, stepping in the middle of this conflict instead of instead of letting the Muslim community uh, govern itself. And so and it's elevating people like her to devalue Islam rather than rather than um, uh, because they want to elevate themselves. And that's what that we are the right entity i send you all these things all the time that guy cliff who's up apologetics doing all his apologetics and i was like this guy like things wrong here he's so and so there so and so that and it's very very funny it, it, you know i don't i don't know maybe maybe there's this there's examples of people converting to islam uh that was a lady that just died what was her name um the the the, the singer uh who who converted to islam um Nothing compares to you. She wrote that. She sang that song. There's an Irish singer, and so yeah, Sanira um, yeah. yeah. So, like you know, okay, maybe there was they, there was a con- there was a constant drive to put her on the news to talk about why she converted, and she just passed away. But it it it, it wasn't it wasn't the same. It wasn't the same ilk. It's always like we have somebody who moved from Islam into the into Christianity. And, and this shows that we're right. And let me just tell you a little bit more about how we value stuff that, that, that Muslims don't value. It, it's just yeah. No, I, I see at least an equal concern over um, Christian triumphalism yeah. in response to this, uh, which would be another way to approach the topic. I guess we don't have time for that, but I, I would love to talk about that aspect of the situation as well. Well, you were talking about Judeo-Christian values. We talked to you talked about education, and we talked about this stuff. And yes, you said, "Well, you don't see her talking about that." It, it, it the article that I refer words are, and I've seen her speak, and I've talked spoke more with her. You know, there's a business of conversion, right? There's a business of saying we within the Christian community and the international religious freedom community of like this is a good Muslim and this is my Muslim, uh-huh. right? And that's that's something that happens all the time and that it's like see i'm right because they agree and then they parrot some of the some of the verbiage the apologetics some of the things that's out there uh-huh. that doesn't mean they don't believe it that doesn't mean that they value like i said their spiritual journey but it's it's just not it's 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 whether it's fair or not i think is not the issue it's just not it's just a political game show game i mean she comes from this terrible, terrible background, uh, oppressive background. I mean, if she was born in 
uh, if she was if she was born of a Muslim family in a Western country, maybe it'd be great, or Russia, uh, or or even something that would be um, like Tunisia. I think it'd be very very different. Yeah. No, I'm listening. I'm 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 referencing um, something that she said early on in the article, and I just wanted to to make sure that I understood it correctly. Well, maybe I was I was misunderstanding your point. Well. I don't know. I don't normally, you know, get on my heels about things. I don't think I was on my heels, but I just, it's like, she, have you read her book? It's outrageous. I mean, what happened to her? Yeah. Right. Like a freak show, you know? And like, so, and if, you know, like, if, if, uh, I'm trying to think of like, if Amish, the Amish people, it's like the Amish, you know, abused me. I think I'd pretty much hate the Amish and yeah, the Baptists, you know? So what she says in her article is the brotherhood preachers left nothing to the imagination. They gave us a choice. Strive to live by the prophet's manual and reap the glorious rewards in the hereafter. Um, the alternative indulging in the pleasures of the world was to earn Allah's wrath and be condemned to an eternal life in hellfire. So what she's describing there in her experience in Islam is very similar to my experience in evangelical Christianity. Well, it's right? just that, that doomsday, you know, you know, that idea of prost, oh, what's it called? What's it, what's it called? The, the, what's the church where, where they talk about hellfire? That's, sorry. The churches where they talk about hellfire all the time. Oh, uh, hell, hell, hellfire and brimstone? Yeah. Pentecostal? Oh, oh yeah. They, I mean, there's various inter- like various expressions of it. But yeah, Pentecostal, that's big. Baptist, that's big. But uh, no, like I, I've, I have a friend of mine that was when she was a little girl we used to hide underneath the pew because she was so scared of the preacher. Yeah, absolutely. If uh, so, if that's what she strongly objected to is that extreme. Um, that knowing that she can easily find the same extreme in Christianity, that suggests to me that whatever form of Christianity she's practicing, personally or socially, isn't that isn't that yeah. That's intriguing to me. I'd like to know more about that because I know that personally, um, I I believe those extremes to be unhelpful and yeah. harmful. Yeah, and they exist everywhere. You know, it just is what it is. I mean, I wouldn't exist if there wasn't extremes in Islam. Mm-hmm. I would have no purpose. Oh, I'm sure you'd find something. Maybe. You make good babka. I do. I do. Yeah. You know, but that would be the thing. I appreciate that. If I was like, but that's, a, but I wouldn't exist if there wasn't my, my minority sect of Islam only exists to keep Islam on the, on the right track. Mm-hmm. And if it goes off the tracks. That's who we are. Yeah. So, um, main, like in, in that particular context, the extremes that she's identifying in Islam are present, um, at least as much in Christianity. Um, we don't currently in our landscape have um, Christian extremist v- groups that are doing the same kinds of things that Islamic extremist groups are doing, but we have had that in the past, and there's no particular reason why Christianity can't be interpreted in those ways. Well, I mean, I guess not. I mean, all right, I mean, you, you see, you make these statements, and then I you, that that, that huh, I know you, you don't have Christians that are doing the same thing. Of course, you do. Of course you do. Well, okay. Of course you do. Uh, what I mean is on a large, a, a fairly large scale. What large scale? Most Muslim terrorists don't, don't, don't succeed. They just don't succeed because they're incompetent. Yeah. It has nothing to do with being thwarted. 
Yes, of course we have. I watch this, this individuals or even that, small groups that are. It, 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 was, it says, "Oh, we're, it says, uh, uh, you know, it's a, t it's a, it's a movie, it's a TV show, and Netflix says, uh, you know, it's about getting terrorists or courting terrorist activities." And it's like most of it's it's incompetence, lack of will, or people just change their mind. Okay, yes. Know, so must want there are no way, but there's but no. You, here's the thing: the, 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 I, I, you get into this whole goddamn thing. You say, well, well, no, not, we're not. So it look, you think no, 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 Aryan no. Brotherhood. You got the Klan. You got all these things. Then you got all these malicious folk around this country. You got people shooting uh, synagogues, churches, and a lot of them are are not obviously right wing extremists. A lot of them, they're Christians, and so you don't count. You don't tally the terrorist activities by Christians. You, but you do tally any violence on the Muslim side is Islam. Any violence on the Christian side, you don't tally. So you can't say that. That's horseshit. And you see, you make the statement, and they, right at the end, when, I, when we're going to show it, and you're like, well, we don't have a recent times we haven't done anything. We're not actually... Get the hell out of here. We're not actually in conflict here. I agree with you. There, <laughs> there are individual uh, people who motivated by... Their understanding of Christianity perform terrorist acts. There are small groups that it's perform. The there are cults. Look, I just that, watched this whole thing. No, 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 no. We just watched the whole thing about the crown of Jesus that was the, the thorns that was in that was in the, that was in uh, Notre Dame. Yeah. And I remember I was watching this documentary, and I remember when Notre Dame was on fire, how everybody was so disappointed when they found out it wasn't Muslims who started the fire. Okay. And, and, and you know, everyone was so upset because it's nice to have an enemy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, I, and that's what her article's about. My, what my point is, and I, I'm not actually in conflict with you, is that based on what she objects, objected to in Islam, I don't see uh, from her, from her spiritual, from the, the aspect of her spiritual conversion, I don't see that. The things she objected to are Isl in Islam are absent from Christian, Christian worldviews right. from a certain interpretation, right? And so when she's talking about her conversion experience, she's talking about something else. Yeah. There, she's motivated by some other thing. Um, and there's a horseshoe principle by which any religious organization taken to a certain extreme will come to resemble another religious organization taken to the same extreme, even if their beliefs are ostensibly different. That's so I'm not in disagreement with you. Shake hand. Okay. <laughs> <laughs>